If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner, you're used to wearing all the hats in your organization. But is that still working for you today? Are you thinking too small? What does it mean to love and work well? And how do I pursue what truly matters? Working at the intersection of business and psychology, I help you answer these questions and more so you can focus priorities, inspire change, lead with courage, and live with more joy today. Hi, I'm Dr. Melissa Smith. Welcome to the Pursue What Matters podcast, where we focus on what it takes to thrive in love and work. So I am so excited to bring this episode to you. And I'm not just bringing one episode to you, but I have got um, a few all on this topic of growing and scaling. This can be one of the biggest challenges for those of us in um, business, those of us who consider ourselves entrepreneurs. Oh, there are so many uncertainties, so many risks, so many unknowns. Um, And yet we don't want you getting in your own way. And I think that that can happen a lot for those of us who are running small businesses. We're growing an organization, right? Whether you own the organization or not, if you have a leadership role, if you're part of a small company that's growing, this episode is for you because even if you don't own it, even if you're not um, the the decision maker on all, all the things, right? Like the way you think about the organization you're in, the way you think about your team, the way you think about growth really has such a big impact on whether you whether you will grow, whether you will reach your potential as an organization, and I would say um, as an individual in terms of the the um, role of your work. So I hope you will listen up because there are really great principles for all of us. So today with the episode, we are asking the question, are you thinking too small? And uh, we'll give you some guidance on that. And then I want you to listen up for the upcoming episodes over the next several weeks, because we're also going to be um, diving deeper into this because there's so much that goes into growing. And so um, one of the episodes, so we're going to have three on this topic and then a really great book review in the middle that will help you with all of this. And so um, this podcast is, are you thinking too small? The next podcast will be uh, three questions for scaling growth. So these are questions I want you to go through and answer for yourself with your team um, so that you can kind of go through your paces. It will be really helpful for you. And then uh, we'll have an excellent book review that will, it, that's so great for helping you um, do this, do this work so that you can grow, right? Doing the work of assessment and self-awareness and self-leadership so that you can more effectively lead at work and at home. And so then after the book review, we're going to have another great uh, podcast episode. And that is you're ready to scale, you need this map. And so I'm going to get into the details of how um, how you can map that out. And so it will be a scaling map. And you know, even if you're not in a place where you're ready to grow, I think that can be a really helpful episode for you as you just consider, okay, what, what does it take? And what do I need to be anticipating? So let's jump in though 
with this, with this episode, um, are you thinking too small? So right as an entrepreneur, um, or a small business owner, you are used to wearing all the hats. Um, it is just an absolute necessity when you start out, you don't, you know, if you're like most of us, when we start out, you do not have bags of cash lying around looking for ways to be spent. Right. And, I think it's easy for us to say like, oh, wouldn't that be nice? And what I would say is no, that wouldn't be nice. It's probably, um, if you just reflect back on where you're at in your business, right? It's probably been a good thing um, that most entrepreneurs haven't had bags of cash just sitting around waiting to be spent, especially in the early days of their business. Because what is true for most entrepreneurs is they wouldn't have the foresight or even the the depth of understanding to know enough about what they need and the best ways to facilitate um, that growth and to be able to use those resources effectively. We certainly see this when young startups have a big infusion of cash. If they haven't done their work, if they don't have some, some, some stability within that leadership team and, you know, we think about depth of experience and expertise, right? So even though it might be a new startup, maybe we have um, some seasoned leaders in there, um, they can just waste that money, waste those resources. Um, and when we think about resources, that, right, it's much bigger than just um, money. It's much bigger than dollars and cents. It is um, inefficient and ineffective use of resources. And, you know, your most valuable resource is your team, right? Like, are you doing things that help them? Are you doing things that hurt them or confuse use them or frustrate them. And so, you know, I do think it's probably better off that most of us in the early days of our uh, growth in our organizations, it's probably better that we didn't have um, a lot of money because it it pushes you to develop and not everyone develops this, right? It's, all, it's always a choice, but it, it pushes you to make the choice to develop some really critical thinking skills. It forces you to be nimble. It forces you to really pay attention to cause and effect. And if I do this, am I going to be able to make payroll? Um, and, and you have to deal with so many constraints. And I have talked about this in other settings um, that constraints are a good thing and can be, right? And so we don't always want to be um, pushing against constraints because constraints force us to be better critical thinkers. Um, constraints force us to prioritize uh, because we can't do everything at once. Um, constraints force us or invite us to focus and focus, focus, focus is so incredibly important. And so um, every week with the podcast, my goal is to help you pursue what matters and strengthen your confidence to lead because right like this, this business of, um, leading and growing an organization and, and, you know, everything that that entails is really frightening work. Like there's so much risk and uncertainty. There's nothing easy about it. I don't care what anyone says. I would not believe anyone that says it's easy. It's a breeze. Um, now you may f face less challenges than others, um, but it's still not easy. And anytime you're leading people, right, it's going to be a pretty tricky business. And so I really feel so passionate about helping you uh, strengthen your confidence to lead. And we do that in one of three areas. So clarity to lead. So what matters and why? And curiosity to lead, which is self-awareness and self-leadership, right? Having a, ha having a secure foundation within yourself, 
so that you can make better decisions, so you can be a better leader. And then, of course, leading and building a community. And of course, this is so incredibly important because we never work in isolation. We never work alone. And so this week with the podcast, as we think about, you know, are you thinking too small? We're really paying attention to two primary areas. So the first one, of course, is leading and building a community because anytime you have the prospect of scaling, clearly you're not going to be able to do it alone. And that's really what we're looking at today. And so being able to assess your needs, assess your team and figure out like who you need to help um, to help the organization and to be successful. And then, of course, we're also, you know, going to be focusing on clarity because you need to have a clarity of purpose. And I think this is where a lot of small business owners and leaders in small organizations, right? You don't need to have an ownership role, but I think this is where a lot of leaders really stumble. And and that is they think too small. So they don't have clarity of purpose. They don't have a vision for themselves or the organization. And so when that happens, you know, anything any challenge will beset you. Any challenge will knock you off your course. And so you must have clarity of purpose and clarity of vision because, right, like the, the world will work against you in terms of, um, you know, it's not going to make it easy for you to scale. It's not going to make it easy for you to grow. And that's, you know, that's not um, some some evil um hidden force out there. It is just the, it's just the reality of life and work, right? There will always be challenges. There will always be fires to put out. And if you're not thinking with um, a sense of purpose, and if you don't have clarity about where you're going, you will be beset by every single one of those challenges. And it just makes it hard for you to progress on your path. And of course, we don't want that happening to you. So let's talk a little bit about small business numbers, okay? Because it is a brave soul who goes into business, who who's willing to start a business. So if we look at data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics here in the U.S., um, approximately 20% of small businesses fail within the first year, right? So that's not good, right? Like that's that's one in five um, small businesses will fail within the first year. Of course, we know those numbers are way different in the year of COVID. And these numbers were not looking at the year of COVID because clearly that's a huge confounding factor. And so we're, you know, we're not looking at that at this point, but generally 20% fell. And then by the end of the second year, 30% of businesses will have failed. And by the end of the fifth year, about half. So 50% of all businesses will have failed. So right, like these are not good odds. These are not really great prospects. Um, And then by the end of the decade, so after 10 years, only 30% of businesses will remain. Okay. So, so what is the likelihood that you will be in business 10 years later? Okay. It's, it's low, right? So there's a 70% failure rate after 10 years. So I think that there are a few things going on here for sure, right? Like there's there's always uh, multiple factors. But I think one thing to pay attention to is, you know, first of all, 
before an individual has started a business or a group of individuals have started a business, are they going through their paces and are they really developing a good solid business plan? Are they stress testing it? Are they getting feedback or are they, you know, pie in the sky vision of what is possible, which don't get me wrong, like that's really important because that that gives you hope and optimism to challenge the the incredible difficulties of starting a new business. So there's absolutely a place for hope and optimism, but it's got to be counterbalanced with a very realistic view and a very gritty view in terms of, okay, what are we up against? What does our market look like? Is this even a concept that people are interested in? And I think that that is one of the biggest fail points for many small businesses is they don't go through their paces. They don't do their due diligence um, and actually do what they need to do to start a business off for success. And so really they're kind of, they've kind of lost before they've even um, headed out of the gate. And so, you know, that, that of course isn't great because that's, uh, you know, usually a huge financial investment for most people. And the other thing is it just can crush your confidence and your belief in yourself. And so of course we don't want um, that to happen. Um, And then I think as the business moves on, right? So if we think about year two, year three, year four or five, I think a lot of organizations run into the problem, which is what we are going to be focusing on today, and that is they're thinking too small. They fail to grow and they fail to think about growing, so they don't plan for it. And there is a, a truism when it comes to the world of business, and that is grow or die. Um, if you're not growing, you're dying. And it is as simple as that. And I remember, you know, I had come across this concept before, but I remember sitting in one of my MBA courses and that that topic came up and our professor was discussing it. We as a, as a class were discussing it, this concept of grow or die. And I remember sitting there, right? So as a small business owner and just thinking, oh no, that's a lot of work. <laughs> And kind of having this argument in my head, right, as this lecture was happening in terms of what if I just want to stay small? What if I just want to keep it, you know, how it is right now? And, you know, first of all, there's nothing wrong with that way of thinking, except that you may not meet market needs. You may actually become irrelevant in the market. And so there's nothing wrong with um, with you know, staying small or being very focused about what you do and how you do it, right? So we think about like boutique firms, we think about boutique hotels, right? I think those are, those can be good examples of how small can often be better, but there's still growth happening there. Um, And so, you know, we want to pay attention to how growth is still happening. And I think that this is where, you know, if we think about these business stats of a lot of businesses that um, go out of business after year two, year three, year four, year five, and even up to 10 years, it's because there's a failure to to grow. There's a failure to think about scaling and consider how can we still be relevant? How can we serve more people? How can we um, increase the strength of our products and our services? And so in a word, people get complacent. Um, in a word, people get scared. Um, in a word, you know, people people just, this is two words, they lose sight, right? And so um, that's 
that's probably not going to result in a very sustainable business long-term. And this doesn't mean you have to be running the business long-term, right? The other thought that I had when I was sitting in that business class was, I don't know that I'm prepared to do this business for, you know, the next 40 years or whatever it might entail. And that felt like a lot of pressure, right? Like I'm like, I I like having options. And so I don't like feeling um, like I don't have an option. And so when they were talking about grow or die, I was like, whoa, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of commitment, which is kind of funny because I mean, I'd already made a huge commitment. So it wasn't about um, not having a willingness to do the work or not being committed to the work, but um, it just, it, it's a lot and it can feel overwhelming. And so today we want to, um, we, we want to speak to that. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like, I don't know how to grow, I don't know if it's right to grow, um, then hopefully this conversation and the upcoming podcast on this topic will help you to, first of all, have clarity about your path and what that what that needs to look like for you, right? Like that, so you can make your decision rather than failing to make a decision because you're thinking too small and then the market makes the decision for you. The market says you're out of business now. Um, we don't want it happening like that. Uh, we want you to be intentional, making choices that really work best for you, for your organization and for those you serve. Um, and so that's really what we want to pay attention to. So let's... Um, So let's think about those first, you know, months and sometimes years of being um, a small business owner or being in a small organization, right? Where you're a team member on a small, uh, in a small organization, right? Like it can be, it can be touch and go. And I think also like just so much work. And so you're, you're kind of wearing all the hats in your organization. Everyone's doing a little bit of everything, but as you make it past the the first fragile months or years of being in business and, you know, you, you can actually kind of catch your breath for a minute, maybe because as far as like the wolf is not at the door. So you're maybe beginning to have success and you're not, you're not too worried about making payroll and all of that. Um, that good stuff, right? That's where a lot of leaders rest on their laurels and they're like, okay, this is good. Like, I just want to breathe here. And that's, that's good, right? We all have times of pushing and pausing. And so I'm not saying that, that you should push beyond, um, what is beneficial, but this is, this is the, the zone where, um, a lot of leaders and a lot of teams get complacent because they're like, okay, like we're doing okay. Like this is working. This is good, but they're not not considering growing. And so this is how we can think too small. And so when you get, um, you get past those first fragile months or years, and you're starting to have a little more success in the business, this is when it's time to think about scaling. And I think it's, it's always a good time to be thinking about scaling, even if you're not ready to do that. We, this is part of clarity. We want you to have a sense of that timeline and to have a sense of what's on the horizon and how are we actually moving to that horizon. And so regardless of where you're at in the organization, you should always have growth in mind. And that, I mean, that's actually an ethical responsibility as a business owner and to those you serve and to those you work with. 
So it's time to start thinking about scaling, right? So I also want to say here that your scaling or your growth may look very, very different from the scaling or the growth of the entrepreneur down the street or who you're reading about in the Wall Street Journal, right? So don't compare and don't get lost in that. But here's the thing, regardless um, of where you're at, the size of your organization, when you have a team or business that is growing, there are some really important keys to guide you through the scaling process. So it doesn't matter how small or big, right? When you are scaling, there are some principles of growth and scaling that every organization needs to pay attention to. Now, right, if you're a larger organization, those questions can get more complex, right? Because there are a lot more moving parts, but these principles are um, consistent, okay? And so um, the, the main point here is that in order to succeed, you must change, right? And I've already kind of talked about that, that there comes a time in the life of any entrepreneur, small business owner, or a small organization that you have to reconsider the way you do things. Um, And don't get me wrong, the way you've done things has been great, right? Like it's led you to success when so many others have failed, right? Like when Almost 70% of other businesses potentially have failed, um, especially, you know, one in five in that first year. And so because of your success, it is now time to take a step back and assess the situation. This work also applies to teams. So even if you work within a large organization, a fast moving startup, um, there is always a need to reassess. And so here are some of the questions that I want you to take a look at. So first, what are you doing? And you can answer that for yourself. You can answer that for your team, right? As a team, you could answer that all together. So what are you doing? How are you doing it? Who is doing what? And how effective is all of this, right? So are you pretty effective at what you do? Or um, do you are you barely hanging on, right? Because um, you want to have clarity about what you're doing, how you're doing it, and who is doing what, right? That's that. Those questions are pretty simple questions, but they will just provide you some laser focus in terms of what's happening in the organization. And I think the last question is a really, really important one because it helps you to understand the readiness for growth, the readiness for scaling, right? And so that question again is how effective is all of this, right? So how effective is is all of this that we're trying to do? And if you take an honest assessment and you look at, you know what? Our customer service is lousy, right? Like people are not happy with the product. They're not happy with the service. That would be one of those signs that tell you you've got some, you've got some shoring up of your foundation to do before you are ready to take the next step. Right. And so these questions really do help you assess the readiness of your team to grow. And so really, really important. And if, you know, the answer to some of those questions of how effective is, is all of this that we're doing is, you know what, we're humming along. Like we've got, we've got our systems figured out. We're, you know, we're cohesive. We've got a really strong culture. Um, Customers and clients really love the work. They're asking for more. Okay, then you know, right? There's some there's a good indicator that it is really time to get serious about growing. And so Marshall Goldsmith has famously said, what got you here won't get you there. And boy, this is so true, right? Like it really does um respect 
the fact of all the work that you have done to get to this point. But, you know, I just think about climbing a mountain. And when you're climbing a mountain, um, conditions, um, both on the ground, um, the features of the mountain, and certainly the weather system, and your own personal experience require you to have different skills, require you to face new challenges, right? Maybe there are parts of of the mountain that you have to scramble. Maybe there are parts that are super steep. Maybe you've got some nice, lovely meadows along the way. And so, you know, what got you to the base of the mountain will not be enough to get you to the top. Um, and so I want I want us to think about that for a little bit. So if you continue to see your business as a tiny startup or, you know, this is just my little small business here. And if you continue to operate from a perspective of I must do everything or I need to wear all the hats um, or everything hinges on me you're in big trouble, right? It's a recipe for burnout, stunted growth, and frustrated team members because it's so ineffective. It's so incredibly inefficient. So what is it that you need to change? And what is it that needs to remain the same, right? Because when we think about that statement, what got you here won't get you there. There are two parts of that, right? What got you here there, there are absolutely some essential elements of success that helped you to, to make it past all the other businesses that went out of business. And so we don't want to abandon everything at the foot of the mountain. I mean, that would be so foolish. But we, so this is where we want to look at what, um, what needs to remain the same. And then the second part of that um, statement, you know, what got you here won't get you there. We really want to take a look at what needs to change, right, in order to grow. And so that's really what we'll be talking about in the next um, podcast, so next week. But let's focus now on what needs to remain the same, okay? And there are um, two really essential pieces that need to stay the same. And, of course, there's a little more detail with each of those. So the first thing that needs to remain the same is your purpose and your meaning in your work, right? Like that is, that is clarity, right? That is um, the mountain peak. You know, you're going to climb that mountain. And so we often think about purpose and vision as the mountain peak and moving you there. And so what's true is that purpose um, really unfolds over time for most of us, but it can also remain fairly constant, right? So you may not have perfect clarity about that all the time, but you have kind of a deep felt sense of what's important. And so our, you know, your sense of purpose should not be um, shifting um, like, like sands um, that it really should be fairly constant, but it's okay if you don't have that totally pinned down um, explicitly. So you think of the mountain peak in the distance that you're climbing to. Sometimes it's hard to see and you really have to be willing to be flexible in your approach to the mountain, right? You're going to need different skills, but your desire and your willingness and commitment and effort to climbing the mountain remains the same. And so this is where, you know, part of purpose and meaning um, we really want to think about your um, your virtues, right? Like your your work ethic, the things that have really helped you. Whether that is, you know, what I've got a curious mind, and I I I keep I keep looking for answers and direction, and that 
has maybe helped you to be successful. Um, a really strong work ethic will make a big difference. It's not everything, right? We want to work smarter, not harder. But um, your purpose in the work will be you know, is, is a steadying hand. It is that guiding force. And so we want that to remain the same, even as you look at growing and scaling. The second big area that we want to remain the same would be your values. So like purpose, your values become incredibly important signposts along your journey, right? Along your climb up that mountain. So these are like key principles that guide your behaviors and help you to answer these questions. So what will you do? What will you not do? And then, of course, why or why not? And the why question really gets to that purpose, right? It ties you back to that sense of purpose. And our values are those signposts along the way, right? And so we always want our values showing up in our behavior. They should be there every single day. And so in a very real way, values guide decision making. Um, And so what will you do? What will you not do? Um, Is if I make this decision, does that um, undermine my purpose? Does that get me off track? Or does it move me closer to that vision? Does it move me closer to that mountain peak? And so, you know, of course, you will always need to make changes in your work in order to keep up with times shifting demand and supply, but we don't ever want you to compromise your values, right? And so Adam Grant talks about this concept in his excellent book, Think Again. I did a book review on that not too long ago, so I will link to that um, in And so the way that he talks about this is, you know, in terms of the error that many make is that they hold tight to their beliefs and opinions. Um, We kind of, we stake our, we stake um, our stick in the ground around um, beliefs and opinions. And this actually serves to keep you closed off from learning and improving your practices and your approach. Because, right, like best practices are always evolving. And Adam Grant, I think he talks about better practices instead of best practices because best practices kind of denotes like um, it's been determined, the case is closed, the book is closed, this is what you should be doing. And so I think he uses the term better practices and it really connotes like this openness to learning and growth and always improving, always growing. And so instead, Grant invites us to hold tight to our values, but be open to rethinking your beliefs and opinions. And that's a really important distinction, right? So when we can hold tight to our values, it can be a guiding force as we make decisions, but it also keeps us steady. So we're not tossed about by every wind of change. And so we take um, new new beliefs, new opinions, new suggestions and recommendations, and we hold them up against our values. And then we can really answer, you know, is this right for me? Is this right for our organization? Is this something that we really need to be paying attention to? Or is this something that really isn't relevant? Um, It doesn't really fit consistent with our values. And so I think it can be such a helpful way of thinking about it. And so Adam Grant said this, if knowledge is power, knowing what we don't know is wisdom. And so really, I love that because it kind of speaks to this um, importance of humility, which of course is a great value um, for anyone leading and growing. And so um, a little bit more from him, he said, we all have blind spots in our knowledge and opinions. The bad news is that they can leave us blind to our blindness. That's the problem with holding tightly to 
to our thoughts and beliefs. So um, continuing on from Grant, he said, which gives us false confidence in our judgment and prevents us from rethinking. So this is the good news from Grant. The good news is that with the right kind of confidence, we can learn to see ourselves more clearly and update our views. Um, In driver's training, we were taught to identify our visual blind spots and eliminate them with the help of mirrors and sensors. In life, since our minds don't come equipped with those tools, we need to learn to recognize our cognitive blind spots and revise our thinking accordingly. And I just, I love that um, perspective. And so one of the things that we want to remain the same are your values, but you need to be open to new ways of thinking and new ways of doing things. Okay. So just a couple other thoughts from Adam Grant. He says, we listen to views that make us feel good instead of ideas that make us think hard. Um, And I think that's true. I like, I am sad to say i I hope I'm wrong, but I feel like we are lazy thinkers more and more in our society and it's not doing us any favors. And so we need to push ourselves to grow. We need to push ourselves to critical thinking. And I think part of the reason we're getting worse at that is because it's uncomfortable. And um, I think there has been a time where we embraced hard things more than we do today. Um, I think there are ways that we um, we avoid what's hard and there there's a certain amount of acceptability around that. And I don't think it's doing us any favors. Um, so we want to, we want to lean into the hard and, and not, not hard for suffering sake, or that doesn't move us towards purpose or vision. But when, whenever we're moving towards something meaningfully, it's going to be challenged, challenging. It's going to, it's going to test ourselves. And that's a good thing. That'll make you better and more capable and more able to contribute. So your values light the way and help you remain steady in decision-making, right? So some of the questions to ask, what matters? What is the priority? How do we contribute, right? So we as an organization, you personally, how do you contribute? And what will this decision mean for those we serve? That's a really important um, question to ask because you may have a decision that makes perfect sense within the organization for your team members, for you, for the health of your organization even, Um, but it may be very difficult for those you serve. And that doesn't necessarily mean you don't do it, right? Because sometimes we have to make those hard decisions all the time that, um, that, you know what, we can't continue to provide this service or we can't continue to provide this product. And you have a fiduciary responsibility to make those tough decisions. But we want to think about the impact that that has. We want to think about ways that we can still serve and actually mitigate some of that um, impact for those who who would be um, impacted by those types of decisions. And then, you know, essentially the what remains the same. So what matters and why it matters stays consistent throughout. And so that's really... that's really what we want to pay attention to when we're looking at whether you're ready to grow. And so these are all questions, everything that I've talked about in today's podcast are really focused on helping you um, to answer this question, are you thinking too small? And to assess your readiness for growth and for scaling. And the last thing that I would just say is you can do it. Um, it, there's so much uncertainty and you can feel completely overwhelmed and as though you 
don't have a freaking clue um, what you're doing. Um, but that, and, and, and sometimes when we have those feelings, we feel like that means we're doing it wrong. And I'm just here to tell you, it may not mean you're doing it wrong. It may, it may mean you're taking the exact next step you need, um, to take. And it's just the nature of that mountain climb. It's scary. It's hard. It is risky. Um, and so I would say, you know, one of, I can't remember if I've talked about this before, but one of the most, uh, powerful benefits that I received um, as a result of my MBA program is I learned I learned that I was doing a lot better than I thought I was as a small business owner. Because when you are in a small organization and you're making these difficult decisions, it's so isolating. You can feel so alone. And, you know, depending on what you do with that fear of the risk and the uncertainty, right? If you bury that fear because you're ashamed or you feel like, gosh, I should have it all figured out, you cut yourself off from support and you cut yourself off from connecting with others who can provide you perspective and who can say, oh yeah, I felt that way too, or you're not alone. And then you can actually just get on to the business of tackling the decisions and asking these questions around assessment and readiness. And I would say, you know, that that was one of my take-home experiences. I think the other thing, so, um, you know, just going back to looking at those business stats about um, just how challenging it is to uh, start a business and to be successful. As I got into my MBA program and learned, you know, all of these things, and this was years after I had started my business, it wasn't too long after, um, I was still like in year one through like three, I think during my MBA program. So I was definitely not out of the woods um, by any stretch of the imagination. But I remember sitting in a lot of classes and just thinking, I can't believe I started this business and I can't believe I've been successful because the odds are really against me. And there's so, so many things that I didn't know. Right. And so I did have that experience, but I also had the experience of I'm doing better than I think, um, I, I am, and I'm doing better than I give myself credit for. And so that was probably one of the biggest confidence boosters. And it's not because, you know, I was doing anything perfectly or had it all figured out like very far from it. But what I learned as I got into, you know, as I leaned into into the difficult things and leaned into the parts of the business that made me really uncomfortable and things that maybe I didn't fully understand is I learned that that was okay. And that that's actually one of the first steps to, um, to growing and learning and getting better. Because what happened is I opened the door to so much support and perspective and people that really could help me. And so that was a really powerful um, take home for me. And so for you, if you are um, wondering if you're thinking too small, or if you're wondering if, gosh, it's time to scale, it's time to grow. I hope that these questions that we've talked about today can be um, very helpful for you. And I just want to let you know that you can do it. Don't try to do it alone, though. Um, you can absolutely be successful. You can take these next steps um, in your business. And so I really hope that you take that to heart and that you will go through these questions and really assess, okay, what what are my next steps here? Because you, you've got what it takes. There's absolutely... Um, no doubt about that. So um, head on over to my website to check out the show notes with the resources and links for this episode. You can find that at www.drmelissasmith.com forward slash 
thinking small. So once again, that's www.drmelissasmith.com forward slash thinking small. So one word, T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G-S-M-A-L-L. Of course, you can find the podcast on iTunes or Spotify. And of course, at my website that I just shared with you. And if you wouldn't mind taking a minute or two and just sharing a review of the podcast, I would so appreciate it. It helps other people to discover the podcast. It's also great feedback for me about what's working, what's not working. And of course, I'm totally social. So I'm on Instagram. You can find me there at Dr. Melissa Smith. And and I'd love to connect there as well. So I'm Dr. Melissa Smith. Remember love and work, work and love. That's all there is. Until next time, take good care. 